Our message this morning comes from the Gospel of John. It may be one of the most familiar passages uh, you've ever read or had read to you. Um, But my prayer this morning is that you'll hear it with new ears today. Really, that's the only way to read Scripture is, is with new ears and new eyes. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak and to breathe new life into all of us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Do we have the scripture? I'm just curious. Do we have it on a slide? Yep. Yep. (laughs) That's the new amen, you know, is yep. (laughs) In Jesus' name, yep. (laughs) I love that. Oh, okay. That's all right. All right. It's a half a yep. We'll take a yeah. Hear the word of God. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. When Jesus went on the mountainside and sat down with his disciples, the Jewish Passover was near. And when Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? And he asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered, it would take more than a half year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, excuse me, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down, about 5,000 of them. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled baskets of the pieces with the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten them. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who has come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended, uh, intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. Uh, a lot of times we, we hear this scripture and we think of the, the miracle and the, the breaking of the bread. And I totally believe this, uh, that that happened. Um, but I believe there's also another side to this story. Um, you see, Jesus is a rabbi. It's a kind of a special uh, honor in his day that people would... Uh, respect. It wasn't something incredibly formal. In fact, we even hear Jesus get on to those that are too formal, that like the position, that like to be seen. He, he, of all the people he uh, gets uh, ugly at, it's them, you know, the over-religious, you know. Jesus was a yep. He's a, he was a yep. <laughs> um, and so when Jesus, as this rabbi, that, that people were honored to, to entertain, to have with them, um, it wasn't enough. Jesus would go to people that, that really needed him, right? Um, he didn't wait for people to come to him. What was so different about him as a rabbi is he actually went to people. He says, you didn't choose me. 
I chose you first, you know. I tagged you first. And what Jesus is doing when he tags people, when he loves on them, when he shows up and he says, follow me, uh, what a rabbi is doing is they're essentially saying, you know what? I'm pretty honored around here, pretty respected, but the truth is I think you could do what I do as much as I'm doing it. I think you could be what I am, and I think you could do what I do. And though I've been a pastor for over 20 years, I haven't multiplied fish or bread, (laughs) okay? So there must be something else that Jesus is getting at, something in this passage that we can be like, like Jesus, like our rabbi. And so this uh, next series we're embarking on is, is there a rabbi in the house? Is there a rabbi in the house? You know those old movies where uh, somebody suddenly falls ill in a room and the, in the movies and somebody's down there and they say, is there a doctor in the house? You know, somebody shows up. I think in our day, people are looking for folks just like you and I to show up. And we don't need the title of rabbi, but it's important for us to be like our rabbi, Jesus, son of God, son of man. A rabbi, be like our rabbi. And I think one of the ways that Jesus uh, does this is that he wants to be a person that lives an unwrapped life. An unwrapped life. Jesus is, is, is walking up this mountain and he sees the crowd and what does he do? He stops and turns and he sits down and he gives them time to catch up. Because he wants to be found. He's living this unwrapped life with God and with all of us. Jesus doesn't set up any barriers between us and him. His life is totally unwrapped. He wants to be found. He wants you to find him. He wants, that's God's greatest joy is for us to be in communion, to be in life together. That's why he came. Think about some of the, uh, the other miracles that Jesus performed, like raising Lazarus from the dead. It wasn't enough for Lazarus to be raised. What does he say? He says, take the wrappings off of him. He's alive. God does that in, in our life, too. We are wrapped up in a lot of things in this life. You know, we, uh, we like to argue about this wrapping, you know? <laughs> but Jesus is calling us to be unwrapped even deeper than these things, you know? This will come and go. And you know what? We may be as just wrapped up into ourselves and things as we were before the pandemic. Wouldn't it be a shame if we get to the end of the pandemic and we're not wearing masks anymore? And you know what? We're just still just as buttoned up and wrapped up as we've always been with God, with each other. I think he's called us to live a more of an unwrapped life like himself. In fact, I think that's why he, he tests Philip of all people. Why does Jesus test Philip? I love Philip. <laughs> Philip's somebody that, he's like one of the people, right? Like he, 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 he doesn't know a stranger. Anybody approaches him and says, you know, would you show us Jesus? Yeah, he's right there. Let me come, <laughs> let me walk you over to him. Like somebody at Walmart. Oh, let me show you where he is. He's totally wide open. He, he seems to live a life unwrapped until this moment he gets tested. Jesus says, where are we going to? 
buy this food, this bread for all these people. And, and Philip's like, whoa, 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 wait a second. I just checked our, our money bag with Judas this morning, and then we don't have enough, you know. Then Andrew, Andrew doesn't say very much in the Gospels, but he says something here. He says, there's a boy. There's a boy. <laughs> he brought his lunch. He's got some bread. I love it. They said small loaves, small fish. Uh, in our house, we would call that the daily special. <laughs> we ask our kids, do you, do you want the daily special for lunch? Not fish and bread, but, you know, kind of the, the same thing each day. And they say, yes, thank God. Because <laughs> we got plenty of peanut butter and jelly on hand. But this may have been like the daily special in this little boy's house. And uh, Andrew's paying attention to him, which is a beautiful thing because it, it doesn't appear that all the disciples really take notice of children. They, it's sometimes uh, there's a moment where they say, oh, Jesus is a busy man. Don't, 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 don't bother with him. And Jesus says, no, no, I'm, I'm living an unwrapped life. Like, come over here and sit on my knee. <laughs> you know, let me give you a high five and, and bless you. Be more unwrapped like me, fellas, you know. Ladies, everybody, be, be more like this child. This is the way that we enter the kingdom, is like a child, Jesus says, an unwrapped life. I think this meal challenges us to live more unwrapped. You know, you're, you've got, if you haven't gotten one of these little, um, I call them uh, Amazon Prime uh, communion cups, you're going to have to unwrap this in a moment. You don't have to. You don't have to join us in communion, but you're welcome to. And if you don't have one, um, we have more of these. But you can look at this as just something that's just wrapped up, right? It is, tightly. It's hard to open. Um, but it's deeper than that, right? There's an unwrapped God even before you pull that, full, that first little piece of cellophane because he wants to be found, in you and in our relationships and our worship and our lives together. I love that Jesus uh, says, have all the people sit down. There was plenty of grass, the, the scripture says. It makes me think of uh, Psalm uh, 23 where it says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He what? He leads me beside still waters. He what? He restores my soul. So they're following him for one reason, and he's asking him to sit for another. You know, I, I come to Jesus with, with uh, the things that I want, I, I need, you know, but there's also things that God wants to say or to give as well, right? It challenges me to be more unwrapped than I'm ready for sometimes. I love that Jesus doesn't, um, he doesn't judge anybody that comes to him by their outward appearance, you know, what they do, where they come from, you know, what they've done, what they haven't done. That's just wrappings. It's not about their motive, it's why they're choosing to stay and to sit It's important for us to live unwrapped lives. If somebody only comes to church and gets to know me, 
gosh, they've missed out on you. The challenge is for, for you not to be too wrapped up in your life that you don't get to know another person under this roof. Um, that maybe even the picnics are not the only places we spend time. Um, time wraps us up. Just think if we made room, time, a place at the table for one more person to get to know. I think I've uh, served in this church long enough to know that a lot of people return because of the children's ministry. Yeah, or the music. You know, I really wish they would return for Jesus and you. Because you and Jesus and I, we, we're working on becoming more unwrapped. Henry Nouwen says this, life is a short moment to say I love you too. Life is a short moment to say that I love you too. You know, we see somebody um, miss the, the greatest meal, the one that we're about to celebrate in just a moment, the Last Supper, because he was really wrapped up in a, a whole lot of other things. His name was Judas, right? He, he left the meal real early because he was wrapped up in some things that had nothing to do with, with Jesus, but who he wanted Jesus to be rather than who Jesus was and wanted to be in his life. You know, it says uh, at the very end, it says uh, they wanted to force Jesus to be their king. I, I just laughed when I read that because you don't have to force Jesus to be the Lord that loves you. He already does. You don't have to force God to do anything. He already loves you. I think if anything, he's looking for us to be more rabbi like him. So is there a rabbi in the house? Yep. I'm looking at a whole room full of them. To be like your rabbi, Jesus, living an unwrapped life with each other and with him and with a host of others in the world.